Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, as all trace of Butcher Stark is lost, Superman faces a deadly sound projector in the mountain laboratory and makes a startling request. Mr. Johnson, I want you to bombard me with sound. What did you say, Superman? I want you to bombard me with sound from this projector. Sound in the high frequencies, as strong as possible. But look I want you to keep hitting me with it until I either learn to take it or I fold. That's the only way I can arm myself to face Butcher Stark. I know a boy gang who got into an awful lot of trouble simply by neglecting to report something important because it might spoil his fun. Here's what happened. One day he got his mother to let him go on a camping trip with a couple of friends. And the morning he was supposed to start out, he awoke with a sore throat and a headache. But he decided not to say anything to his mother about it because he was afraid his mother might decide he'd better not go on that camping trip. Later that same day, while on the trip, these insignificant symptoms developed into something serious. The boy came down with infantile paralysis and he was in bed for a long time. Now that might have been averted if he'd reported his feeling ill to his mother who would have called a doctor. You see, gang, you can't tell yourself because the symptoms are different in different cases and all of them seem to be indications of very minor illnesses. The most common, according to Dr. John Anderson, teacher of child care at the Utah School of Medicine, are sore throat, headache, nausea, fever, and drowsiness. Now, in the case of such symptoms, there are two extremes you can go to, neither of which is good. One is to ignore the symptoms, assuming they're minor ailments. The other is to get all worried and worked up at the slightest sign of anything. Actually, a compromise is best. If you feel any of these signs, it may be nothing but a common cold. However, be careful of any indications of fever. Take care of all minor illnesses, and if there is one chance that they might develop into something serious, have a doctor examine you. Because it's always best to make sure, especially since infantile paralysis is prevalent now. A good motto to keep in mind is, it's better to be safe than sorry. Don't forget that. And now, the adventures of Superman! After the murder of a former racketeer and the sudden startling robbery of the Metropolis National Bank, Superman learned that Butcher Stark, the escaped convict and ruthless killer, was using the deadly sonic power of his voice in a reckless outburst of crime, personally directed by someone who knew how to use his power to best advantage, one of Superman's most dangerous enemies, the Scarlet Widow. Now, after the failure of his second attempt to capture Stark, we find the Man of Steel in his guise of Clark Kent, 
in the office of the Daily Planet, still trying to persuade Mayor Perry White of the danger in Stark's voice. Look, Chief, you saw the wall of the bank, how it simply collapsed with no signs of any kind of explosion. Yes, yes, I saw and it. And you heard the statements of all the witnesses, that they all were conscious of a strange, penetrating sound, a sound that made their ears yes, hurt. Yes, yes, I know all that. Well, but I won't swallow your theory that it's done with a man's oh. voice. Oh, oh, hello, Lois. What kind of a story is this? Huh? What story? Here, look, the press room sent it up for a verification. It's fantastic. Oh, hello, Clark, I didn't see you. That's okay. And, Chief, you don't have to bother reading that clip. I wrote the story. It's about Butcher Stark. What? You wrote that, that, uh, dime novel thriller? Great jumping Jehoshaphat. I've got to stop this. No. Uh, hello. Chief, get me the press Chief, off. you're not going to kill it. I certainly am. But you're suppressing the facts. I, I'm not. I'm holding them until they can be verified. Oh. Hello, Carlson. Clark, well, I'm not You ever dream of a story like that? I didn't dream it up, Lois. It's yeah. the absolute well, it doesn't truth. Sound well, like care of that. Now, look, Chief, I'm getting a little tired of being pushed around like this. Oh, you are, are you? Yes, it's about time you were shown a thing or two. About Butcher Stark's so called voice of doom? That's right. Now, I can't let you hear his voice, but I can show you the power of sound. You got anything to do this afternoon? Mm, very interesting. And how do you plan to demonstrate same? I'm going to take you up to the sonic laboratory in the mountains to show you a couple of things. Hey, you're not going to leave me out of this. I certainly am not. It'll be a pleasure to show both of you. Come on. Mr. Johnson, I've brought Mayor White and Miss Lane up here to show them exactly what the power of sound can do. Will you help me by demonstrating for them? Why, yes, of course. Thank you. I'd appreciate it very much. So would I. The subject fascinates me. Well, shall we... Oh, excuse me. Yes, of course. Hello? He seems like oh. a very nice fellow, doesn't he, Carl? He is. Uh, exactly uh, what does he do here, Kent? He's the lab technician. Yes, operates the equipment sure, for the scientists. Oh, I see. Oh, Kent? Yes? For you, it's Bruce Wayne. Oh, thanks. Excuse me, Lois, Chief. Mm -hmm. Sure, sir. Oh, uh, well, why don't you all go ahead into the laboratory? I'll join you there. Good idea. Miss Lane, Mayor White, if you'll follow me, I'll yes, show you... Yes, I will. Hello, Clark. You're about as easy to find as a needle in a haystack. What are you doing up there? I'm trying to prove the power of sound to the Chief and Lois, a couple of doubting Thomases. Well, good luck. Thanks. Anything new? No, I've drawn a blank. Oh? I've been out in the bat plane since last night, checking every possible field that Stark and the Scarlet Widow might have landed at. There's no traces. They're not within 500 miles of Metropolis at any rate. I see. Also, I've contacted Robin in Chicago and told him to nose around that area, see if he could pick up anything. That's a good idea. Well, have you got any other ideas? No, not at the moment. Why don't you come up here and meet me? We can talk it over together. All right. Luckily, I'm not too far away. I'll be there in about an hour and a half. Good. See you then. The noise you hear isn't the sound we're going to demonstrate, Mayor White. It's just a mechanical hum from the power equipment. I see. Well, if the sound is as deadly as Clark says, should we be in the same room with it? Oh, it's all right, Miss Lane. You won't hear it at all. But we'll have to wear these helmets. Oh, what? Oh, Sorry, I took so long. Have I missed anything? No, Mr. Kent, we're just about ready to begin. Oh, oh uh, here's a helmet for you. Helmet? Yes, to protect your ears. You'll be able to hear voices and ordinary sound, but the higher frequencies, the dangerous ones, are filtered out. Now, uh, are we ready? Uh, just a minute. Let me get this thing on right. Uh, yeah. yeah, all right. Now. Over there, against that wall, you see, I've grouped a number of objects. Uh -huh. We'll deal with the pile of bottles on the left first. Uh, uh, what is this machine? It's a sound projector, Miss Lane. Seems the sounds do just the spot I want. Ready now. Watch the bottles. I don't see anything happening. Wait. Chief, there. The bottles broke. Well, I'll be... Shattered into a hundred little pieces. So much for glass. Why? Now, that wooden block in the center. Watch it. Great Caesar. Why, why, the whole block is just, just kindling wood. Mm, interesting. Certainly is, Johnson. Show them more. We'll try that paving block over there on the left. Now watch it closely. Mm, if anything happens to stone, why then I'll... Keep your eyes on it, Chief. 
Well, Chief, is that demonstration sufficient to prove the power of sound? Well... It is for me. I've never seen anything like it in my whole life. I'm convinced that sound can break solid objects and even kill people, but... But I still don't believe that Stark can do it with his voice. Oh, not again. Mayor White, I was here when Stark was hit by lightning. I heard him myself. And I swear to you, he carries the power of sound in his voice. Great Good Caesar. heavens. Well, Chief? All right, Kent, you win. I'll have to believe it. Me too, Clark. I take back all I said. Okay. Now that you both realize how deadly he is, now how do we get him? It seems impossible. Yes. Can you help us, Johnson? I'm afraid not, Mayor White. Until man can learn to withstand sound such as Stark can produce, it's impossible. Can learn to withstand sound. Learn to withstand... Great, Scott, that's it. That's what? Now I know how we can get Stark. The only way we can get him. <laughs> with a sudden idea. Kent strides quickly over to the sound projector, then rubs his hands in satisfaction as Lois, Perry White, and Johnson stare at him in amazement. What does Kent plan to do? We'll find out in just a moment, gang. So keep listening. Unfortunately, gang, scientists don't know enough about infantile paralysis yet to set up a definite set of rules that will absolutely prevent you from getting it. There's no money-back guarantee, but there are some precautions that will really help. According to Mrs. Hazel Royal Stevens, the director at Georgia Warm Springs Foundation, a large center for the cure of polio. Her first rule is keep clean. Now, of course, I know you keep clean at all times, but right now, with the polio season beginning in earnest, be especially careful. For example, if your hands are dirty, don't lick food off them, and that goes for your baby brother or sister, too. See that they don't stick dirty hands in their mouths. Another time to watch out is when you're in swimming. Take great pains to keep away from polluted water. And that means you'd better not swim in any dirty water because there's reason to believe that sewerage can uh, carries polio. And when you do swim, try to realize when you've had enough. You swim for a while and then you get tired or maybe a little shivery. Don't be a dope just because some of the others want to stay in too long. It's smarter to get out of the water as soon as you feel tired instead of waiting until you get overtired or chilly because that's how you can get sick. Mrs. Stevens also has a word of warning about crowds. Now, you know that if someone with a cold sneezes in your face, that's not good. Well, it's the same way with polio. Keep away from crowds. With these precautions, and thanks to the tremendous amount of work doctors are doing right now, I don't think you'll have too much to worry about. Just remember to be careful. Also, that it's better to be safe than sorry. And now, back to the adventures of Superman! After witnessing an amazing demonstration of the power of sound in the mountain laboratory, Clark Kent suddenly leaped as though stung. I've got it. Now I know how we can lick Butcher Stark. What? How, Clark? I, I can't tell you now, Lois. Well, why not? I've got to be sure it works first, Chief. Come on, I'll take you back to Metropolis. Then I can go to work on my idea. Kent didn't leave a message for me, Carl. He told me to meet him here. Honestly, Bruce, I've never seen a man behave so strangely. Well, what do you mean? He shouted something about an idea of how to get Stark. Then he rushed Mayor White and Lois Lane out of here. Hardly gave them a chance to say goodbye. That's funny. I wonder what I'm supposed to do now. Well, I... You do nothing, Bruce, but stand by and watch. What the... Superman! Oh, how... how what? I'll have to apologize for my friend Kent, Mr. Johnson, but he was pretty wild about his idea and wanted to get to work on it right away. Well, of course, but... Where is he? Well, uh, he sent me here in his place, figuring I'd be the best one for the job he had in mind. Well, what did you have in mind? It was his idea, Bruce. Oh, yeah, yes, of course. Well, what is it? 
The idea is for Mr. Johnson to bombard me with sound. What? Give us that again. Johnson is to bombard me with sound from that projector. Keep hitting me with it until I can take it. Then I'll be ready to meet Stark on his own ground. Holy smoke. But, but that's impossible, Superman, even for you. Why? I don't know Stark's range. And that projector reaches an impossible volume of sound. It could conceivably blast every living thing off this earth. Nevertheless, I want to try it. Beginning right now. His blue steel eyes blazing with determination, Superman makes a dangerous decision, despite the fact that he well remembers his two encounters with Butcher Stark's power. Mr. Johnson says the laboratory projector is many times stronger. What effect will this test have on the man of steel? Gang, you won't want to miss tomorrow's suspense-packed episode, so don't fail to listen. Same time, same station, for Chapter 10 of The Voice of Doom on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. Watch for the adventure, uh, the Superman Adventure Serial, soon to be shown at your local movie theater. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Adventure Parade, which follows in just a moment. And right after Adventure Parade, you'll hear Tom Mix and his Boston Straight Shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. <laughs>